Hello, everyone. This is Zach at FF Chupa Batman. This is Beyond the Analyst for Triple Play Fantasy, part of the Fantasy Points Media Group. Today, I'm joined by the wonderful Howard Bender. How's it going, Howard? Very, very good. I, I hope my wife is now watching this. I don't think I've ever been described as wonderful. So I like that. <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll have to add it to your Twitter bio. <laughs> but for those of you who have not tuned in before, uh, make sure you go ahead, like, subscribe. Uh, make sure you follow the Triple Play Fantasy team. A lot of great content coming out there, not just football. We're talking baseball, basketball, movies, food. We got it all with Triple Play. But we are here to get to know Howard a little bit better beyond his fantasy takes. Uh, I'm sure Howard has a lot of great stuff when it comes to baseball, football. All of that is the offseason right now for football. But there's enough takes out there. We want to get to know uh, Howard a little bit better beyond the analyst. So uh, this is season two. If you missed season one, go back and check the playlist. Uh, we had 30 interviews last offseason, and we got a lot more coming out this offseason. So thank you for joining us. So Howard is uh, part of Fantasy Alarm. He is the head of content. He's also the host of the Fantasy Alarm show on Sirius XM Fantasy Radio and the Cash It podcast. And he's a sports writer for the New York Post and PicksWise. So you've been you do it all, Howard, and you cover not just football but baseball too, correct? Yeah, I'm a I'm a two sport athlete right now. I uh, I do football and I do baseball. I leave the uh, the basketball and the hockey to people who actually know what they're talking about. There. <laughs> That's I mean, doing two sports is still crazy uh, in my opinion. Anyway, especially since they overlap all the time even if it doesn't feel like they do sometimes with just there's no off season in my opinion with either sport. So how did you start playing fantasy sports? I think I, I started playing fantasy sports when I was in, man, I, I guess it was like some stratomatic in, in junior high, a, a friend of mine's dad had uh, was, was kind of a baseball nerd at that point and kind of got, you know, me and him, me and my friend uh, Adam into it. And, uh, and so, you know, we, we started in, in that realm um, yeah. And then I kind of, you know, I, I played in a league with, uh, with them, uh, like a regular fantasy league through high school, uh, went off to college and kind of let it go because it was just, you know, it was just, I was in college and I was drinking heavily and, you know, living the college life and who had time for fantasy baseball, um, at that point. But, you know, I guess it was, um, it was really funny in the, uh, in the, in the mid to late nineties, um, uh, I used to play in this rotating poker game in New York and, you know, we just, you know, we would meet at different apartments and there were about seven or eight of us in there. And one of them, you know, his dad, uh, was starting up a, a brand new fantasy baseball league. And, uh, you know, his, his original league had kind of fallen apart. So he was trying to recreate it. And so he basically came to us and said, is anybody interested? I was like, yeah, dude, I'll definitely play some fantasy baseball. I haven't played in, in you know, in forever, but you know, I know it. And, uh, and so, yeah, everybody at the p- poker table joined. Um, and this was, you know, then, then like the internet boom happened for fantasy sports and uh, it just went absolutely crazy. And that was probably, yeah, it was like right around there, 98, 99 uh, when I, uh, I ended up starting up my own, blog to say, you know, to, to just kind of write about it because I was, I was working as a, um, <laughs> working as a, as an actor and stand-up comic in, in New York city, but I was mainly a bartender and I, I would use my, I would do my, my set behind the bar anyway. So, you know, I was doing all of that, but I hated going out on the auditions and then I hated, you know, the whole sitting around until three o'clock in the morning and, you know, 
getting to, you know, play the room for like two people who are, you know, obviously wasted uh, and just there to heckle. So, you know, it kind of frustrated me a little bit off of that. And uh, and so, yeah, I just started writing on my own uh, until I, you know, started, you know, sending my links out and got, you know, into the industry itself uh, from there. So, yeah, junior high started playing and yeah, it was probably my... I don't know, mid to late twenties, probably late twenties when I really started uh, to try and and just kind of work at this. That's awesome. Now, um, I would guess so. I miss the pre-internet for fantasy sports. I was I was alive, but I just wasn't playing yet. Um, how significantly different was it going from? I mean, you're checking the newspaper for box scores, and I mean, you're kind of. I assume you're probably some kind of phone calls and i've even heard people doing faxes of like <laughs> the updating the results um how how different was it from to go into that to having websites and apps for for our leagues well when we were playing in you know in in high school it was you know you would just you would swing by uh you know my friend's dad kept all the stats which was great like that we you know we didn't have to do it you know because you know you just see the paperwork and everything you know you have to grab uh, a copy of USA Today and get all the uh, all the all the uh, the updates and the weekend scores and all the box scores and you go through it all and it was just it was it was very very labor intensive for us it was great we would just like head over to my buddy's house on like uh you know Monday morning you know Monday morning before the games even started and we'd get our copy of like the updated standings and sheets like that we kind of you know talk through school and 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 see what we were doing make sure our lineups were all you know, set for the upcoming week. So, I mean, it was just, it was a ridiculous amount of work that, you know, to any like old school commissioner out there, you have my props, you got my love, you've got my admiration for doing it. I, um, I thought about trying to help out. Uh, and it was just, it was like a disaster. I mean, you're like going blind, reading the paper, trying to figure it all out. So I was never a commissioner back then, not for fantasy baseball, for fantasy football, um, I was a commissioner pre-internet and it was, you know, it was fun. It was entertaining, um, but it was much less labor intensive to, to get that done. So um, the internet saved us. It, it saved us in a, in a major way. I mean, you know, all those, uh, all those dudes out there with like carpal tunnel syndrome, just, you know, their fingers all look like this. You can always tell a, an old school commissioner. He's like this, he's all arthritic and bitter. We need that on like a t-shirt, like that graphic with like, I was an old school fantasy commissioner. <laughs> Let's call Kenny over at Rotoware, huh? Kenny, we just need a picture of this. <laughs> Take a screenshot. <laughs> yeah, I do remember I started in high school and that was before apps were really a thing for fantasy sports, but we had, it was still the website. So I my league was mostly like dads in my neighborhood and I was like the oldest kid in the neighborhood. So they let me play with with my dad as well. And they got upset because I had a like a computer lab class on Wednesday mornings. And so I beat everybody to the waiver wire every Wednesday morning because um, <laughs> I just happened to have access to a computer then. Um, so it frustrated them. But that was, yeah, we didn't have apps back then to just preload our our pickups and all that. So I still remember remember that. But yeah, it's, we've That's come a long way. Funny that you say that. Like, you know, I was tending bar in New York City for, you know, years and years before I was working in this industry full time. Um, and I would, you know, I would get home from work at, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning, right when the like Yahoo was doing their updates. And so I would immediately like just hit that waiver wire, you know, because they didn't have, they didn't have fab back then, you know, it was all still like first come first serve waivers. 
and uh, and yeah, all the uh, all the old yeah, everybody would like get just get all pissed off at me uh, for picking like you know all the top guys off the waiver wire at like three four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I, we were grinding way way back then. <laughs> yeah. And now, do you have a preference of of a fantasy sport that you play? Is it is it baseball or football or is it something else? Um, no, I, I, you know what? I don't really have a preference. I, I love both. I love both. Fan- I mean, fantasy baseball, baseball has always been my first love. I grew up in New York city. I grew up as one of those kids that, you know, you, those cliche kids you see in movies or scraping change together with their buddies so that they can, you know, go buy bleacher seats over at Yankee stadium. I mean, my, you know, I lived with my grandparents and, and they were on, uh, uh, they were at East 80th in York. So it was like, you know, six subway stops away from, you know, from, from Yankee stadium, it was like a nice little trip on the express train up there. Uh, and that was like, back then you could do it back then. You could be a, a an eight or a nine year old kid and take the subway with your friends by yourself. And it didn't really matter. So, you know, baseball's always been my first love fantasy football. I, I, you know, I dig it. I really do. I, because I like rotisserie fantasy baseball, as opposed to head to head, then, you know, then I get that head to head outlet for fantasy football and, you know, all that smack talk that goes along with the, you know, the weekly stuff. Well, I mean, you know, it's FF Chalupa Batman. So you, <laughs> you're obviously a big fan of the league and obviously a big fan of the smack talk and fantasy football. Absolutely. So that's great. That makes sense. Good balance between two different styles of fantasy sports. Sure. Uh, What's that? So I think I'm going to cut off. Um, do you have any hobbies outside of fantasy sports? Ooh, hobbies outside of fantasy sports. I'm not dying because I'm this old. How about that? It's my number one hobby. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't really care if I go or not. It's been a hell of a ride. Um, you know, I'm a big music guy. Lo- you know, everybody who knows me associates me with you know the band Fish, and you know I've been to I don't know well over 300 shows. Uh, in my time uh, for them. But, you know, like I was originally, I was a deadhead, you know, in high school, I was, uh, you know, it was like heavy metal. Um, And then in college, it like gravitated towards, you know, classic rock. But like when I was, you know, I I was 16 when I went to my first dead show. So, you know, I started, I was like very much an avid lover of music. I love going to live shows. And, you know, the funny thing about it is, is that I don't really care who I'm seeing. I really don't. I always, I've always been of that mindset that if you have the opportunity to go see an iconic performer, you go see that iconic performer. I remember I was, I was tending bar um, in New York city and a guy, you know, who had come in, you know, I, I'd known him for a while. Um, he was recently divorced and, you know, he was like trying to get back out there. And he was like, he's like, yeah, a guy in my office, you know, offered me a ticket to go see, Neil Diamond at the Paramount Theater and next to Madison Square Garden. He's like, but I don't know if I'm going to go. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? You don't know if you're going to go. It's Neil freaking Diamond. Like the dude's just going to pump out hit after hit after hit after hit. And it's going to be a great time. Not to mention the fact that you're you're in your late 40s. You're divorced. What's the demographic of, of women who are there? Divorced 40 and 50 year old women. They're going to see Neil Diamond. They're going to, they want to go and they want to get their drink on. They want to cry during love on the rocks. They want to pump their fist to sweet Caroline and do that. So, you know, go, you have to go see like, you know, every iconic artist you get the opportunity of to see, because it's, it's just, it's an amazing experience. Ironically, he met a woman there 
who then became his second wife. So I take full credit for that one out there. All right. And Charlie, if you are watching this, I remember, dude, I definitely remember and say hi to the wife for me. Um, so, you know, all sorts of music, you know, for me, um, like I'm, I'm actually, I'm like zipping through TikTok and watching like all these like Taylor Swift clips. I'm like, you know what? I would go see if it didn't cost 10 grand a ticket, I would go see Taylor Swift. Why not? I've seen everything from like Tom Jones and Wayne Newton in Vegas um, to, I mean, everything, Elton John, Prince, Lionel Richie, um, you know, all across all sorts of platforms there. I don't know if I'd go with the country music route unless it's Blake Shelton because he seems pretty cool and I, I could kind of dig on on his vibe. But, you know, I, I mean, I just I, I'll go see anything just to just to do it that way. That's probably, you know, that's probably like the biggest hobby or outside interest that I have um, just out of the sports realm. Like you said, sports takes up an insane amount of my time. So going to games is always, you know, big for me. But yeah, so, you know, doing the, uh, you know, going to live music, hanging out with my dogs. I am a, a very, very big dog lover, uh, animal lover in general. But my wife and I, we have three dogs. Uh Husky mixes, one you know, wolf hybrids, um, and that's kind of a that's that's kind of how we do it. Man, I'm I'm 52. I you know the the days of other outside hobbies. It's like I'm trying to fall asleep by like nine o'clock at night for crying out loud. So I don't really know if there's much room for anything beyond that. <laughs> no, I get. I mean, I'm I'm 32, and I'm like I got I have a uh, work and my kids, and then fantasy football is my hobby. So uh, so I understand it. I would love to fall asleep by nine o'clock. <laughs> I mean, I don't do it intentionally. And believe me, you know, like I, once, once you start doing that, the elbows from the wife and the, the yelling that happens, like, why are you getting so mad that I'm nodding off during this show? Clearly it's not keeping my interest here, sweetheart. I love you, but I'm going to bed. That's yeah. just it. <laughs> I totally understand that. Uh, it, it may happen from time to time when I'm watching a show show on netflix uh but i was gonna ask you about taylor swift when you were talking about all the concerts since she's the i mean she's been the hot the hot artist for a long time now but um i think we need to win a, a massive dfs game to be able to go to one of those concerts oh, no <laughs> doubt no doubt my wife and i we used to uh we used to own a live music venue out here in san francisco I'm born and raised new york city uh in 2007 we moved out to uh to san francisco um and uh, you know, inside like two years, oh yeah, two years of being here, she got a job as a general manager at a uh, at a live music venue, and then we um and then the owner sold it to us um a couple of years after that. So like this venue, I mean, the music is not anything my speed. There's a lot of EDM, a lot of DJs, um, but it was also it was a lot of uh, a lot of this like synth pop and stuff like that, and a lot of uh, pop music. So up and coming. Was it was crazy? Like I saw Vampire Weekend, Florence and the Machine. Um, we booked Lady Gaga right before she crazy blew up. She was doing this tour. She blew up unbelievably, um, and then was like selling. You know, and like I, I think it was probably two months after her scheduled appearance at at the club at Mezzanine. Um, she had already sold out Madison Square Garden. And so, you know, we were like, well, you know, she was like, well, can we uh, can we do a second show here? And, you know, my wife was like, yeah, of course we can. Made the whole thing happen during her first show. My wife called me up. She's like, you got to get down here. 
She's like, you have to see this woman. It's amazing. It's the new Madonna. You want to check it out. So I was like, all right, great. And, uh, and did that. So, yeah. So I've actually seen like all of these, you know, all these bands now. And I mean, you know, things like, like Phoenix played and I'm trying to remember like all the bands that my nephew like is really into is he's like, he's in his early twenties. So, I mean, like he went bonkers when we started talking about, you know, some of the, the people who are playing at the, uh, at the club. So yeah, it's all about the music, man. It's all about the music. It keeps me happy. It keeps me sane, but I will, you know, I'll still like, I'll, I'll take, uh, you know, Phil Lesh and, and Bob Weir and the remaining Grateful Dead members and I'll take fish all day long. Uh, that's great. Now, do you listen to a lot of music while you're, while you're creating content or do you need like silence when you're, you're doing your research? It depends on the piece that I'm working on. Like it really does. Like, I mean, if it's like, if I'm doing like waiver wire stuff or injury stuff, then it's, you know, it's kind of like, you know, beep, 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 beep. And I'll listen, I'll have something on. I'll usually put on like a like a fish show that, you know, so you know, there it's like three hours long and there's a lot of jamming going on there. And I'm not really like focused in on the uh, on the lyrics. So it kind of sits in the background. But if I'm doing like a like a hardcore analysis piece and I'm really trying to like stay focused in there, um, then I'll go with like complete silence and then then I'll put on music for the rest of my day. Makes sense. Now, the fantasy industry is continuing to evolve. It feels like it's been accelerated the last, like, I would say, like 10 or so years. Um, what do you think is your greatest challenge in the fantasy space? I think it's really, uh, you know, I think it's making the switch to video work. I, I think that's really kind of what it comes down to. I mean, I'm okay just riffing off the top of my head. And, uh, you know, when I'm on the radio, I can just sit there and and talk through my thoughts but like you know the hard hit videos the quick hitting videos that you have to do um on platforms like tiktok and you know instagram reels and stuff like that that's really i i think that's kind of where i need to get better i need to get better on the technical side i could sit there and i can just record something and send it to somebody and be like make a tiktok out of this um and you know and they'll do that but I, you know, I always feel like I always, you know, when I do a, a video recording, I've got the vision in my head of what I want it to come across as or to, or to see. So, yeah, I think it's really it's it's kind of it's it's hitting those moments, you know, of like doing the uh, doing the actual recordings, you know, making myself pretty for the camera, stuff like that, actually like combing down the beard and whatever. But like I've always, you know, like that's the that's what one of my biggest issues was when I moved out here to San Francisco, um, you know, in 07, I knew that I was going to have to keep up with East Coast news. And and so that has had me up, you know, at 4, 4.30 in the morning so that I could kind of wipe the crusties out of my eyes and, you know, grab a Red Bull because I don't drink coffee uh, and then kind of go and sit and like, you know, just kind of catch up on the news from the night before and anything that I might have missed. And so, you know, so in the mornings, it's like the tough time to create videos because I look like crap. And, you know, it's like, uh, not to mention the fact that I used to actually be skinny back in the day. And then all of a sudden I started grinding in fantasy sports over and over and over again. And then I never left my desk. And all of a sudden I just got fat, which doesn't play on the video very well either. So it looks like I ate 16 year old Howard Bender. That's what it looks like right now. So 
Um, I think I need to get better with that. I need, I, I need to get skinnier. I need to get better looking, maybe shave the white beard and, uh, and start getting into, uh, to some better video work on, uh, on, on all those platforms. Cause that really is those short, quick hit reels are, uh, are really what everybody wants now. Nobody, nobody has time or wants to read a, a 2,500 word article. Yeah. I mean, looking at the, the data, it, it's crazy. Some of the views that YouTube shorts or like you said, the IG reels or TikToks, like, I mean, you could put out a, a 30 second video and it's, you're getting a thousand views in 30 minutes and that's a, on a small, on a small group. So it's, it's, it's definitely impressive what's going on, but it's, a, like you said, a very different change from all those articles everyone used to write and those yeah. long form media or even just an hour long podcast isn't really as popular anymore. No, it's not, which is kind of a bummer too, because, you know, yeah, you want to kind of get in everything in the, uh, in the quick hit form and, you know, do a, a 15 minute podcast or a 30 minute podcast. But like Adam Ronis and I do the, uh, the cash at podcast, you know, and then the two of us, we just kind of keep going off on like all these different tangents. Like the, the vibe of the podcast is just that you're sitting there listening to two guys who are probably like sitting at a bar right next to each other and just having conversation and giving each other shit all the time. But, you know, when it comes to like the actual, like, if you want, you know, these are the top five guys here, these are top five waiver claims, top five, this, you know, then, you know, people are kind of looking out for, uh, for all of that. So yeah, you kind of have to do things that are going to keep everybody's attention. Like I probably just prattled on for way too long and people are like falling asleep. <laughs> Definitely not. No, I mean, th this show is all about getting to know you. So by, by all means, there's no, no such thing as as prattling along too too much. Um, but with that, that was a lot of, we'll call it the serious questions. I have some rapid fire questions of your game. Sure. I love rapid fire. What do we got? Well, let, me, right. let me get my smart glasses on here. What, what do we got? <laughs> rapid fire questions. All right. You know, Got to get fancy with the graphics. So I like to theme these <laughs> to, to all of my guests. So as you've talked about multiple times, you're from New York city. I believe you're a bit of a Jets fan. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't know if you want to admit it, but <laughs> for now, there's some excitement. So um, hurtful. So, hurtful. <laughs> so I theme these. Um, so we're going to go with um, if if you like it or if it's a good thing, it's a win. Um, if it's a bad thing, you don't like it, it's a butt fumble. Um, ah, come on. <laughs> you know how sensitive we are. We're very I'm sensitive sorry, people, but... us Jets fans. At this point, if you can't laugh about it, you're just going to cry. So. <laughs> We're going to have fun with butt fumble. What, so, what are you talking about? I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> so MetLife Stadium, is that a win or a butt fumble? Oh, MetLife Stadium, I think, is a butt fumble. It really is. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't, I actually, I haven't been there in a while. So I don't know if they've upgraded it at all. But, you know, it's a little bit of a hole, kind of a, you know, kind of a, a crap thing. I mean, I don't know. Have you been there? I have not. So on, on, on the four corners, they've got these like, you know, it's like basically it's spirals. It's it's ramps. Look at an aerial view of it. And, you know, it's just it's ramps to walk up from like the ground floor all the way up to, you know, where my seats usually are. And so but the funny thing is, is that there are people who like, you know, look when you look down those uh, those, you know, tools, people are like, you know, those those you know, spirals, people are like throwing shit down, you know, at the bottom. But what will happen is, is like people like throw change down there and you always have one idiot who's like, I'm going to go and I'm going to collect that change. And as soon as people see him, they start throwing shit down. <laughs> like that's the one entertaining aspect 
of it. But overall, yeah, I, I think they need a, a massive upgrade over there. So I'll, I'll butt fumble that one. I was just thinking it's hilarious that the Buffalo Bills are the only team that actually plays in the state of New York. But people for, forget that <laughs> the New York City teams play in New Jersey. Uh, so I was got to laugh at that one. Um, so the team name Titans of New York, is that a win or a butt fumble? I kind of felt like, I mean, originally I thought it was a win. I mean, obviously I like the Jets, but the old New York Titans were, uh, were, were a great name for them. So I'll give a win on that. Yeah, I think that's a cool, cool old school name. Uh, Darkness retreats for a butt fumble. <laughs> it depends on who's doing it. How about that? If I go into a darkness retreat, it's a win. If you go into a darkness retreat, it's a win. When Aaron Rodgers goes into a darkness retreat, it is 100% a butt fumble. <laughs> that dude is the only person I know who has ever done ayahuasca and come out less cool on the other side. So... <laughs> Darkness retreats for Aaron Rodgers is a huge butt fumble. I mean, allegedly he was ninety percent about to retire, and now he, and now he's not. So maybe the darkness retreat will be a win. We'll, we'll find out. Probably not. <laughs> and um, the nickname Gang Green is that a win or a butt fumble? That's a definite win. That's a definite win. Absolutely, I love the nickname uh, because I, I do. I, I appreciate the double entendre. Of the and whole I love team the, just dying and falling off. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the name of the, the color of Gotham green. I think it's a really cool name for that green. And then my last one, Mark Sanchez's Jets career. Was that a win or a butt fumble? Oh, that's a butt fumble. Come on. That's a butt fumble. He is the butt fumble. <laughs> it's terrible. It really is. You know, it was like the only the only nightmare thing that happened in Jets lore that that could have actually replaced Marino's fake spike. If anybody remembers Marino's fake spike, that's what ruined the Jets long ago and far away. They never recovered from that. It spiraled completely out of control. The team was just in shambles. And then, you know, Sanchez with the butt fumble, it, it at least it gave us, you know, that nice blooper highlight. There you go. Well, you did a great job with these rapid fire questions. It was a win, not a butt fumble. So that's really all that matters. <laughs> But I, I appreciate you coming on here, Howard. Um, thank you for your time. I hope everyone enjoyed getting to know you a little bit more. Can you please let everyone know where they can find you and all of your fantastic content? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, first of all, hit me up here on Twitter at RotoBuzzGuy. Um, you know, you can. I'm also a RotoBuzzGuy on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. I'm all over FantasyAlarm.com. Uh, so you can find me over there. You can find me I, again. I. I do the uh, I host the Fantasy Alarm show on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, Monday through Friday. That's Channel 87. Uh, the Cash It podcast, which can be found on FantasyAlarm.com, as well as Spotify, iTunes, Google Pods, anywhere you get your podcast, uh, you should be able to find that. Uh, I write a, a weekly column in the New York Post for fantasy baseball and fantasy football. And then I also... Um, I do some uh, some some pick making and some handicapping over at PicksWise.com. That's great. So make sure you guys check all of that out to uh, see all of Howard's great work. And this is Triple Play Fantasy. So make sure you go ahead, hit that subscribe button, follow along. We have a lot of great interviews this offseason. And the guys are also putting out great content for football, baseball, basketball, you name it. Triple Play Fantasy covers it. Thanks again, guys, and have a good one. Thank you.